quote this on me. There is no way the Orioles or Red Sox make the playoffs this season. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, there's, there's no way. There's no way. For me, I got to build a snowman. I don't think all Mavs fans look into the stats like I do. I'm just I'm mixing names, uh, swapping pitchers' names with everyone today. So thanks for catching me. I've given up on Drew Locke. I think you trade him. I, I set the bar really low at the NBA predictions. How are we talking about the Thunder in uh, MLB preview? I have no idea. That's a perfect name, what you said, name brand players. Like, it's it's not the great value target brand toilet paper or whatever. It's the Charmin Ultra Strong. I don't know if Nick Nurse is the coach for the Raptors. I don't know if he's the reason why they won the 2019 championship. I feel like that was more of a team effort. Yeah, th- this question is the, the firing of Dwayne Casey, who I think is a very underrated coach. He's making the best of the Detroit Pistons situation. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I was uh, surprised that the Clippers gave up Lou Williams. Everything is going wrong for the Lakers at the wrong time. The Mavs cannot say we do not miss Seth Curry shooting threes. And then losing like 40 players to the Chargers who play online. I, I'm just going to, and it lands to the Dolphins. I'm just going to have to throw my hands into the air. I agree 100%. And the reason why I agree is because this is a t- terrible trade for the long term to me the capitals really pushed all their chips for this season so happy belated birthday to madison Bowie. sam bennett someone i really expected to be a better player hello i'm mike grimes and you've been listening to outsiders opinions with kevin and austin what's up y'all welcome to our mlb opinions of the week for december 19th Today we will be starting our four point our four part uh, series where we will be fixing baseball. So today is part one. Part one is when Austin and I have come up with a list. Um, we have not seen each other's lists. Um, he has. We both have five things that we consider problems in baseball, um, specifically major league. As we both agree, Austin, that this. CBA could be a huge what they decide on this CBA could um, change baseball's popularity for better or worse. Do you agree? Yeah, 100 percent. So let's just get right into it. Um, We'll just go one by one. I'll let you go first for uh, your first problem in baseball. Yeah, so I'm going to start with one that hasn't been around for that long. I'm going to end off with the one I have the most tied to. Start off with the one I had the least uh, and go in that order. But the one that I have uh, the least tied to, the one that hasn't been in the league for that long, one that I am vehemently against is the, the zombie runner, ghost runner, runner at second base. The one that's going away, but even though it is, it is an issue I have with baseball because I don't even understand why it was ever implemented. I see that. Uh, I, I could have guessed, um, even though they are getting rid of it. Um, that kind of connects to my first one, which is the MLB trying to speed up um, the game. And I think that was in part of the zombie runner because they wanted to make extra inning games faster by having a guy on second base, making it easier to bring someone in. And so I think that's the reason into it. And I just dislike, I think a part of the MLB is it's so different from other like there's there's a lot going on but i think it requires a lot more education on the fans part than the nfl you can see it hit and you're like wow 
where you can see a throw wow baseball you can sort of see that but we just don't see that a lot um in today's game so do you agree i think that's why they did it um i i don't see another reason i saw no like real problem like it wasn't a thing that um aggravated me it was just a part of a problem that i disliked which was mlb trying to change the game to fit shorter um attention spans um which is a theory going around with uh newer uh younger generations and i don't i've heard that's not really a good claim and i've also heard that is a good claim um but i just like baseball the way it is and i think the more you learn about it the better the more you come to appreciate it yeah uh yeah i definitely agree with that is that is that your first point yeah my first point was like the mlb trying to change it and that's why i included i kind of just transitioned to into it because i think the zombie runner was a byproduct of that got it my second thing that i've had an issue with with baseball recently changing the balls mid-season um it kind of makes it to where the league can't trust where the players can't trust the league they don't know what to expect that affects pitchers that affects batters. That affects the entire game and could change a World Series uh, winner. Could change who makes the playoffs, especially with how close we saw the AL last year. It it just is a it's a it goes against trust. And uh, if the league and the players have an issue of trust, like we're seeing right now with this entire lockout, it can really spell the end of uh, good times in the league because the the players are always going to be against the league. Whatever the league wants to do, the players are going to just disagree with, disagree with, and vice versa, and uh, can create a very tumultuous uh, uh, relationship. Yeah, that's an excellent point. That came close to my list, but I left it off. Um, and it kind of, I was going to bring up Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo was like, I think, he came up with the conspiracy theory. I think they change the ball every year or even midseason to fit the free agency class. And, and I kind of just like, ah, that's, that's totally not true and then it comes out that they did change the ball midseason and like they may have pumped up the balls for the field of dreams game and i think i do agree with you that is a problem even though it wasn't on my list or it isn't on my list and i just think honesty from yes we did change the baseball would help it but still not the best of like changing it midseason but trying to admit that trying to deny that you've changed the baseball is an angering thing or is a frustrating thing. Yeah. What's your second thing? My second, I didn't do much of an order, so I'll just pick it out, um, is teams tanking. I think um, while the Rangers have tanked, and I think they, they're they not going to tank, I hope they don't, um, because they signed Seager as Simeon, and we have a lot of young stars from when we were tanking. I think it really takes a – it doesn't attract many new fans – you do get some diehard fans, but you lose a lot of publicity. Like when your team's losing 100 games a season and it's just not good baseball, who would want to go, who would fall in love with baseball if you're a team, let's say like the Texas Rangers, who for the majority of their history have not been good and have tanked. Uh, the only few good years were probably 2009, a little bit right before the World Series, the back-to-back World Series um, appearances to 2014, 2015, when that was the last time we were in the playoffs, I'm pretty sure, against the Blue Jays. 
2016, like I think, was the last one. Yeah, or, 2016. No, yeah, maybe 2016. 2016. It was maybe 2016 okay. and 2015. Oh, when we faced the Blue Jays again in 2016. And they got I'm swept. Kidding. Yeah. So, I and then you can think of, like, a Cubs fan. Like, even though they got the 2016 World Series, they're looking like they're tanking, or look like. Um, and just, like, the Oakland A's trading away all their stars, tanking once again, or planning to trade all away their stars. And then you have the Miami Marlins. And just the team, most of the teams are tanking. Like you have the Astros, you have the Tigers. Um, the Astros tanked and then the Tigers and other teams have followed. So I think tanking really doesn't attract many new fans. And how can you get more? If you want to sell, make more money as a baseball team or just as a baseball league, you should uh, not encourage tanking because it keeps you from attracting fans. Do you agree with that or do you think it's false yeah i agree with that i understand why teams tank but i i totally agree with what you said because it can't be very very uh sour to watch your team just decide to lose games but uh going become disinter- disinterested yeah yeah 100 yeah, now going on to my third one when teams decide to spend the bare minimum um, this year, we saw the Orioles and other teams decide to spend less than $50 million on their salaries. The Pirates and Orioles, I think, were both below $50 million, around there. It just, teams on their active roster spending no money to tank. That's it, It's it's kind of like what you said, but it's different when a team has young players and is kind of tanking because uh, they're just only playing their young guys so their young guys can get experience versus deciding to pay players almost nothing and have their entire roster full of players who just uh, aren't getting paid a dime. And it just seems like a lot of teams are doing it now, just deciding, oh, we're not going to pay our players. Even the Rays, who are a very good team, are deciding until this Wander Franco deal, oh, we're just not going to pay players. Yeah, I agree with that. That's actually on my list. So I'll talk about my third one, and it's payroll, I think. Um, well, we're just stating problems now. Uh, future episodes, we'll be talking about solutions. But to your point, so the last team um, in payroll is the Cleveland Guardians with $29 million. Then we have the Baltimore Orioles with $29 million. Um, just uh, 416, um, m- about 400 more than the Cleveland Guardians. Then you have the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is $34 million. And I mentioned those three teams because then it jumps up to the Miami Marlins with fifty-five million. Even though that's still low, the each the payroll for the Pirates, Orioles, and Guardians is less. Those payrolls are less than the annual value of Max Scherzer's contract with the New York Mets, which is forty-three million. And that's mm. just one guy. So you're. Yeah, Max Scherzer is making more money than the whole roster of the Guardians, Orioles, and Pirates. Yeah, that's a crazy stat. That's crazy. Yeah, so I think now we can move on to uh, your fourth point. Yeah, just a little bit before that, just to expand on it a little bit more. If I think there has to be, and this is I'm going a little bit into solutions here, but I feel like I have to say this: there has to be a cap floor because. I don't. I I'll talk about solutions where I think that cap floor should be, but for a team that's only getting paid twenty nine million to go out there and play, those players are just. You just know that you're you're 
owner group doesn't care. They just don't care about winning. And that kind of goes right into my fourth point. Teams not caring about winning. And it's not just tanking. It's it's just they don't there's the teams that just stay in the middle and they just don't care about getting any better and don't care about uh moving on. It's been the Orioles for this past half decade. They just just been walking through seasons and just walking through seasons, just deciding you shouldn't have to tank for this long. It, it, next season, I don't think the Orioles are going to be much better. I just don't think they are, especially when they're paying this amount of money. And same thing with the Pirates. They haven't made the playoffs since 2015. Or a team like the Rockies, they're just like, we're going to be average for a decade. And teams that just decide, well, we're just not going to be good. And just decide not necessarily to tank, like I said, the Marlins for a very long time here. They haven't necessarily been tanking, but they just aren't getting that much better. We haven't seen that big resurgence from a team uh, like them. The Reds, for a long time, they haven't made the playoffs all that much. Since 2012 or 2013, 2013, I think. They haven't made the playoffs since 2013. They just continue to just be average. It's not like the Reds are tanking. We don't see the Reds at the bottom of the league, but they just don't make the playoffs. They just walk right through the season, not getting any better, any worse. Eh, that was fine. We made a few bucks. Uh, people were interested because halfway through the season, we were still in a playoff spot. Da 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 da. And then they fall out of a playoff spot. And uh, everyone's like, well, the same thing just happened for the last eight years. It's just teams deciding not necessarily to tank, but just deciding we don't want to, as an owner group, don't want to spend enough money for us to win. And that just annoys me as a baseball fan. You made some excellent points. Uh, so I will, um, that is not on my list, but I'll talk about something that's just bothering me. It, it is the trend. Um, and whenever I think of this, I just think of your New York Yankees. Hopefully they do change it when hopefully the lockout ends and they spend more money or they go spend significantly. It is the trend of just hitting homers or striking out. And that has led to numbers, strikeout numbers, just um, inflating and and just becoming so high. And I think there's so much more to baseball than just hitting a homer. A homer is incredible to see. And it's definitely a great achievement and for how many you can hit in the season. But I think a double is great. Um, the bunt, uh, a single, and just fighting for the at-bat and to get on base. Because I think the Astros do a great job of this. By just putting the ball in play, it's better than just walking to the dugout with an out. Like Even if it's a ground out, there's still a chance that it could be an error. And I think that adds more excitement to the game by not changing the integrity of the game. To me, just hitting homers or striking out um, is hurting the game because there's so much more to that game. And when then when you do see a strikeout, a legitimate strikeout, well, all strikeouts are legitimate, but in my sense, when you have Joey Gallo, he either strikes out, but now he's starting to walk more, or he hits a homer. But when players are just trying to hit the ball out of the park, it's easier to strike out. And I think that takes a, that could take away from strikeout numbers. So I think if you fix that, then when someone has like a 16-game strikeout, it's incredible. And then to your point, um, the Guardians got no hit, I think, twice and almost got hit no three times. I think they, they got, got no, no hit, hit three times. times. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. So, and I think that could be a byproduct of just wanting to hit homers or... Uh, striking out and I think 
that's a problem I see with the MLB. What is your fifth point? Um, this is a point that we've seen a lot of teams do this over the years. And uh, excuses being made up by uh, organizations and by Manfred himself. It's a decision. It's a confusing decision to do certain stuff with with cheaters. And I'm not just saying the Astros. I'm saying people like a lot of people were calling for people like Pete Rose to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, or Barry Bonds, or other players. And we've seen before, like the Black Sox scandal, uh, their championship was taken away. But now in this time, the Astros wasn't. I just want to see some continuity with the league in all respects. It seems like one day we get one story and the next day we get a different story. And we don't really know how to react because the league reacts differently to the same stuff. One player will get a PED suspension for the first time of 60 games. And then somebody will get 100 games. And then we see repeat offenders continue to get the same sentence of games off. It just seems like the league does not know what to do every time that they get the uh, opportunity to make a a statement that will stick with the league for a long time to create some sort of precedent. They just refuse to do it because that'll somehow uh, come back to bite them in the butt later. I, I don't really know how to put this in one singular point. It's just a lack of continuity from the heads of the league that just decide we're going to change this rule this season and then change this rule this season. And it, that even goes into my point with changing of the balls midseason. It just makes it to where it just seems like the league doesn't know what it wants it just it can't decide. Oh, we want this, or we want this, or we want this. Same thing with the sticky stuff. Uh, it kind of switched throughout the season. Like sometimes they would get checked every inning, and then uh, sometimes it was only when the the umpire, or not the umpire, the umpire went to go check, or the manager of the other team called him out. And at the end of the season, they were checking every inning. It just it the league doesn't know what it wants out of its players, and it's hard for a team an organization or a player to know what uh, is right or wrong when the pl- when the team uh, is being told different things from the organization, the MLB organization as a whole. Yeah, uh, you make some excellent points, um, especially like punishment wise, like Nick Nicholas Castellanos got suspended for flexing at the plate after making a great play. It's weird with how the MLB wants to brand itself. And I think you made an excellent point saying it's, like they don't know what they want to do and i i that could be why cba negotiations are not happening and they're in a lockout so um that is a good that is a nice observation about one of your problems and then my final problem is more on a personal note is the jersey sales and i can i can i think it's so difficult to find jerseys like to me with the nfl jersey you can find an nfl jersey for a good price at like a walmart um even if it's just like a really famous player like you can find so many zeke jerseys at a walmart i've bought a couple of zeke jerseys at a walmart uh, earlier when i still like zeke um so i with the mlb though you can only get it through the mlb shop and they're uh, they're just they're like three hundred dollars, and um, for me, like when I was dealing with the Rangers, well, I don't want to invest that much money into a player that could be traded, and um, so I'd have to find alternative ways to find a jersey, and I just and even with like fanatics, you can't find every single player. It's mostly the famous players. Like there's still Rugnet Odor jerseys 
when I look up on Fanatics Rangers jerseys because I'm trying to find a Marcus Simeon or Corey Seager jersey. But Rugnet Odor still pops up, and I'm like, he hasn't been on this team for a whole season. And just MLB, I think the difficulty in finding a jersey, and then you won't see that many people wearing baseball jerseys. I think because of the cost. Yeah, because of the cost and where like it's mostly the same jersey and like you either have to buy it at the game and I don't that's still a cost and um that's just something that bugs me. I I wish you but I think there's a license licensing agreement that only the MLB can sell jerseys. So they think they can make more money by just selling them themselves, but I think it hurts the attraction to fans of like, oh, look at this jersey I got. Like Fanatics, they have Fanatics branded jerseys, and I'm a huge fan of those, especially for match jerseys. So if the ML, that's just one problem I see with the jerseys. What do you have to add? Yeah, uh, just for comparison, I bought a Kyle Culver Bucks jersey for less than $100 about two years ago. It's just, it, I got I got a Ben Wallace jersey for Christmas, and I'm pretty sure that was 150 And that's an historic, it's the 2004 Pistons jersey. Like, it's an historic jersey, and I got that for half the price of a normal MLB jersey. I want a Brett Gardner jersey. This has been known, but I just don't. I can't just go out there and spend three hundred dollars on a jersey. I I I don't want to buy a knockoff because the knockoffs are terrible. Like there's no good knockoffs in my opinion. It just they just don't feel right. They don't fit right. And MLB uh, just doesn't have like my most most of my jerseys are NBA. I have some hockey jerseys. Hockey jerseys go for about one fifty if you're getting them like that or maybe 100 depends on what jersey you're getting my boston bruins one i think i got for like 125 or something like that which that's affordable if i'm only gonna buy okay i want to go buy a jersey i want to go buy a jersey i can i can save up enough money to get 125 for a jersey i can do that especially if it's for a team that i love like the boston bruins but you can't reasonably expect people to save for a 300 jersey especially when all the like you said all the moves that are being made if you would have bought a Joey Gallon jersey, he's already gone. Now, he may return later, but that, it just doesn't feel the same when, once a player leaves, in my opinion. And it just... Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And uh, it just is harder and harder and harder, like you said, to find jerseys that are uh, cheap enough, that are affordable. And it just is going to be hard for anyone to make that type of purchase, especially with, like you said, all the moves that the MLB has been making as a recent. And then speaking to NBA, NBA have like so many different edition jerseys. Like there's the Mavs 2020, the 21 city edition jersey. And they're easy to find the city edition jerseys and different types of jerseys like your Ben Wallace jersey. To me, like I love the Rangers like blue powder blue jersey, but I can never find it. So I'm not sure if like the Yankees have a special edition jersey that you just cannot find. Well, Yes, there is. It's the League of uh, uh, the Field of Dreams game. That's the only extra jersey that the Yankees have had out in the last like fifty years. It seems like we have the the white uh, striped jersey. We have the gray. I even have the blue one that we wear in spring training. It's not one we we wear maybe once or twice during the season, I think, and I know we wear it during spring training as well. I have that jersey. A judge of that jersey. I have a blank of the uh, gray. I have a Gary Sanchez of the uh, the white. And then the only other jersey I'm going to be able to find is the Field of Dreams game. But those those 
go for like 500 probably like i i it just goes for way too much and it's not worth the money for me to spend yeah that's a good point so um the, that concludes our each of our lists containing five problems we with, see with the mlb as i said this is part one of a four-part series as the mlb is in a lockout we were talking about how we would want to fix baseball so make sure to be uh looking out for part two of the MLB, so where we'll be diving more into the solutions or possibilities of what can happen, and then we'll continue from there. But this is just the problem, so we're really going deep into this, and we hope you enjoyed it. It was great hearing Austin about his jerseys. I was an unexpected thing. I was expecting the zombie runner, but other um, the dialogue was great. So be on the lookout and feel free to tweet at us um, if you have any problems or comment or you see any problems with the MLB that we did not mention. Thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions.